All right, welcome to the first episode of the My Wife Needs a Break podcast. Uh, my name is Rui Montia. Uh, I'm going to be here with you every episode of the way. Um, this all started kind of as a originally a Facebook Live thing um, for me to kind of provide my wife with a break, essentially, to give her some time away from me bothering her and uh, telling her random shit she didn't want to hear. So I'm just going to put it out into the universe and see uh, maybe who does want to hear it. So that's where we're at, man. Um, my wife needs a break. That's the name of the podcast. Um, you see, we got the the smooth lounge music in the background. It's a vibe. Uh, we're coming to you um, from Anchor.fm, the Anchor app. It's a great app for podcasts um, to get started. So shout outs to uh, Gary V on Instagram and all the other social media for putting it out there. And I'm just borrowing that um, and using it, essentially. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a great time um, just going through a lot of things. Um, we're going to talk about um, my comedy journey, doing stand-up comedy, um, things I'm learning uh, along the way. We're going to talk about random life uh, things, some stories. You might call it story time, right? We just tell a little bit about what's going on in my life. Um, we're going to do some sports and hot takes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a little bit of sports talk. So, you know, if that's if that's stuff you're into, that's what's up because we're going to talk about it. Um, all the hot takes. And then um, we're going to do some music as well, man. We're going to be playing some music. We're going to be talking about music and the music business. Um, something I'm very passionate about. So, you know, this whole thing really started for me back when I was in college, man. Um, when I was in college, um, when I wasn't wasting my time harassing my future wife um, on MySpace um, and diving into her messages, uh, what I was doing was um, being on the radio. Uh, and college radio was like, a lifeline for me, man, and um, it was so great that I had even friends at other colleges. My my main my main man's um, Francis and Stephen, aka Deep Pride and Cyrus, and together we were those Baja Pantis, and we uh, we got it turned and lit at every college we went to, um, and lived that fake DJ radio personality life. And um, I'm kind of want to go back to those days a little bit here on my own with this podcast. So really, the format is kind of going to be radio show ish. Um, I'm gonna do a little bit of talking now I'm going to intro some music and I'm going to put some music on here um, through the anchor app. You know, I can put stuff right from Apple music. So if you have an Apple music subscription, you should be able to listen to the whole song, um, which is, which is really cool. And um, I think if not, you can hear snippets, which is still cool. If you can hit 30, 40 seconds of a record, that to me is cool. So we're going to um, intro some music, play some music. It'll be some of the stuff that's like hot right now that you could hear everywhere. It'll also be some things that I just think are cool and I want to play. Um, or as my wife likes to tell me that bullshit you be playing, um, my wife, she, she's no holds barred, you know, she keeps it real. Um, but at the end of the day, again, she needs a break. So I'm gonna cut her some slack and I'm not going to be nonstop, uh, in her ear screaming about all the things I want to talk about. She doesn't want to hear me rant and rave about the NBA, about the NFL. She doesn't want to hear me, uh, give my opinions on like the Grammys, you know, she doesn't care about that stuff. She just wants me to shut up. And leave her alone and let her read her book so that's what we're going to do with this podcast we're going to give her a break um, and we're going to talk and have a good time originally this is going to be facebook live technically i'm still really doing this live anchor is not i'm not editing things i'm just spinning them out there for a few minutes at a time putting up little clips um if you get on anchor you can hear each individual clip if you want um otherwise you know you can listen to the whole podcast the whole episode straight through so this again episode one Rui montia um some of y'all know me as hashtag Rui comedy 
um because that's the joke we got throwing out the, the Rui comedy thing um but we're going to talk a lot about like i said life sports um music this comedy thing everything in between man it'll be some some real stuff some funny stuff but at the end of the day it'll be my stuff and um and i'm bringing it to you so i appreciate you taking the time to listen and i really hope you enjoy this first episode of this podcast because you know my wife she needs a break all right so now that we got an idea of what you know the podcast is going to be and what it's all about you know i think it's it's only right that with the music background i jump right into some music to get it started um and this record i want to play right now is the first song i'm going to play on the my wife needs a break podcast um is going to be a uh, new freezer it's by rich the kid uh featuring kendrick lamar uh, super hot right now in the streets. It's actually produced by Ben Jane. Uh, ben is a dude that I met uh, back in Rhode Island in Providence, my hometown. Um, he used to make, uh, well, still does make a lot of music um, with my cousin, uh, my cousin Marcus, also known as Prov, uh, as an MC out of Providence. Um, and I met uh, Ben literally at my grandmother's house. I met this kid. I don't know. He couldn't have been older than 17, 18 at the time. Um, young kid, he was just in my grandmother's crib upstairs um, in my cousin's room, just pumping out beats, man, just making beats. And um, he was a part of the team um, there, and it was it was super cool, man. Like kid is super talented, um, and now this is his first really really big record. He's produced a lot of records already for a lot of artists you've heard, and he you know he runs runs around with a lot of a lot of um, big name artists. But this record here, New Freezer, um, by Rich the Kid, featuring Kendrick, which is a huge look just went gold um that's 500,000 singles sold man that's a gold record uh for Ben Jane um from from Rhode Island um which is super cool man this record is super hot right now all over Instagram with the hashtag new freezer challenge um people are loving this um it's a fun song it gets you hype um and like I said man Kendrick Lamar on, on the record is just like the cherry on top to push it to the next level so the first song I want to throw out here for y'all to check out um, if you got the time is New Freezer, produced by Ben Jane. It's by Rich the Kid, featuring Kendrick Lamar. So let's jump into that record first, and then we'll get back to some talking. When we get back, we'll do a little story time. So keep it locked right here, like it's a radio show, right? My wife needs a break. The podcast. All right, we're back here on the My Wife Needs a Break podcast. Uh, yeah, that was New Freezer by Rich the Kid, featuring Kendrick. Uh, produced by Ben Jane, man. Great record. Hope y'all liked it. Um, so now let's get into some story time. Like I told you, man, we're going to be bouncing around topic to topic, um, having a good time talking about um, what's happening. So uh, story time. That's what's up right now. So let's <laughs> let's get into this right here, man. Uh, Martin Luther King weekend uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, had a trip to Las Vegas. And uh, I want to talk about it a little bit because we had a couple interesting things that happened and a couple interesting things that I noticed that I do and that uh, is just, you know, I need somebody to share it with. And my wife was there, so I might as well tell the story. We'll see if she approves of me telling the story because uh, there's some interesting things in there uh, that she was a part of as well. Um, so uh, Las Vegas trip a couple weeks back. Uh, it was a couple's trip. So it's me and my wife and uh, two of our good friends out here in San Diego. We decided, you know what, let's take the drive. Let's go to Vegas. And so that's what we did. That was the move. And I got to say this off a of jump. It's about a four and a half hour, five hour drive to Las Vegas. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island. So if you're in Rhode Island or you're in New England and you're listening to this, 
you know that a five hour drive from anyone from Rhode Island, it takes a, a lot of work to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in Rhode Island, I couldn't even get people to just ride with me to Connecticut to go to, you know, to a comedy show. And I would be the one driving. Like they don't even want to sit in a car for two hours. Like if you tell someone from Rhode Island that you want to go somewhere that's more than, you know, 30 minutes away, they act like it's blizzard prep. Like they got to get a loaf of bread. They got milk. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're, they're getting in your car with bread and milk because they, they think this is the apocalypse. So five hour ride. Um, I decide, you know, I'm driving. So it's me and my car making it happen. Five hour trip with some stops in there. You know, people got to use the bathroom and all that. I'm a type of person on a road trip. I could just go. I'm just going to go till I ain't got gas and I got to stop for gas. If I ain't stopping for gas, I ain't finna stop. You know what I mean? Like, this is how I am. But we had some stops along the way. Now, um, being from Rhode Island, I don't understand why we make such a big deal about travel because really the state's so small. Like, if you sneeze, you're in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? If you fart, you're in Connecticut. So, state's not that big for us to be having all these hangups about, about driving, you know? Either way, we continue on and we driving. Um, along the way, about a half hour before we get to Vegas, this is how I know I've got the Rhode Island out of me. A half hour before we got to Vegas, we stopped intentionally to go to like a sightseeing opportunity, okay? When you're a half hour away from somewhere and you're from Rhode Island, you just get there. Because at that point, people are freaking out. You know what I mean? Like they feel like the car's got them trapped, cabin fever. But no, we stopped. Um, place we went to, it's called Seven Magic Mountains. Um, it's essentially this um, this group of, uh, of neon stones They've been spray painted basically with neon colors and they're all stacked on top of each other. It's it's an art, it's a piece of art um, out in the desert. So it's just, there's nothing and there's just these colorful rocks. And when you get there, everyone's doing the same thing. They're on their phones, taking pictures. It's literally like, it was built for like Instagram culture. Like it was, it's a literally, it is, it is an Instagram moment. And so that is literally the only reason that I decided that we wanted to stop. And it was at that point I was catching myself that I live for likes. Like I live for likes on Instagram. Like I stopped in the middle of the desert to take pictures of rocks. You know what I mean? Like literally, like I was like crouching down to take good photos of my wife while she stood in front of rocks. Like my ass crack is out and I'm taking these photos in the desert like for likes. And that's the thing. And it was a perfect storm because it was my wife in a photo and something that was like cool, right? Which is like, for me, is like the formula to get likes on Instagram. I know what it takes to get me likes, okay? So that was what it was. We got like a five hour road trip and I stopped to take pictures with my wife in front of fucking glowing rocks because I need likes on Instagram to feel important. That's what it was. And uh, it's crazy to me. And so, yeah, that was our that was our road trip, man. We drive, we stop a couple times and we get to these rocks to take these photos. And we're not even in Vegas yet. So there's more to come on this one. Please stay tuned right here. My wife needs a break. Continuing on here on the My Wife Needs a Break podcast. So after all that driving and all that stopping for, you know, Instagram opportunities, we make it to Vegas, right? And when you're driving to Vegas, you know, there's a point where you just, there's nothing for a long time. And then you weirdly start to get towards the strip and you start to see like just Vegas is an interesting place, man, because you pull up and if it's your first time going, me and my wife have been a lot of times. So people make people make fun of us for going so often. But 
you know, we have a good time there. We're we're like old people, like we're boring as shit. We don't go to Vegas to party. We go to Vegas literally to to like sit at slot machines, to to eat at buffets and other restaurants, um, and to like go to shows at night if we feel like spending the money, right? And like we're the type of people that we like a nice room to sleep in. Like we're boring. Um, but there's a point where you're driving in, man, and you start to see like the strip. The strip is 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 a weird place, man. You got you know you got like a fake pyramid, you got fake Rome, you got a fake Eiffel Tower, and and they all just take your real money, you know, and that's what they do. So, um, so we get there, and you know we're with our friends. This is their first time visiting, so we really wanted them to have you know a good time and and also explore it on their own. You know, we didn't want our like boring ways to like influence them, so we really try to let them do their thing. And, um, and enjoy themselves without us being like behind them every step of the way, um, which is, you know, which is, I think, the right way to handle it. I don't know if everybody else agreed, but that's what we were doing. Um, the one thing we did do together, which led to some interesting moments, was we went to um, a show together. We went to the Cirque du Soleil Love Show, which features all of the Beatles music. Um, it's rated as one of the best, you know, Vegas shows out there, especially by Cirque. Um, and me and my wife love going to Cirque du Soleil shows. They're fun. Um, there's a lot of acrobatics. It's a good time. So we go to the show. It's like one of our main activities that we're doing with this other couple. And so to me, there's a lot of pressure on this activity because we're all hanging out and we're doing this thing together. And this is the moment where, you know, we're doing the couple thing, right? Like double date status. So we're in line to get drinks and we're trying to look at what the drinks are because the drinks are all named after like Beatles songs and stuff so they're not clear like what's in them so we're walking around we're looking at the at the list while my wife's in line um and then some lady this this drunk white lady comes and she cuts my wife and she gets in the line in front of my wife my wife's real polite she's nice you know taps her she's like excuse me we were in line this girl gonna tell my wife oh well you were staring off into the distance not paying attention you need to pay attention my wife's like no I was in line now um some of y'all might not know my wife. Um, she don't play that shit, all right? And this is the reason why I got a podcast um, to leave her alone is because she don't play that shit. So in my mind, first thing I'm thinking is this woman about to get put down. My wife about to put this lady down in a Cirque du Soleil con- like show. It's going to happen. Um, so her and my wife are going back and forth. And this is the point where I started looking at that woman's, you know, man, husband, whoever he was, this bearded white gentleman. I looked over at him, and this is how I handle things where I'm from, is I look at you like, if my woman and your woman have a problem, I'm looking at you like, are you going to come in here and fix this, or are we going to fight because my lady is going to beat your lady up? That's like where I'm from. I'm just, that's just the way I was, you know, came up. And uh, he wasn't doing nothing, man. And, and I was at the point where I wasn't trying to step in and get into no confrontation with a lady. Um, not in 2018, I wasn't. Um, so I wasn't about to do that. I'm looking at him like, hey, man, come in here and take care of this. Um, but my buddy who was with me, he don't give a shit. He wasn't he wasn't with the shit. He treated this drunk lady like she was a fucking seven-year-old. He looked at her and was like, walk away. Walk away. And I was like, Are you this is gonna work? This is gonna work. And it was amazing. This lady wanted to scrap. And then eventually now I realized with the threat of a grown man putting his lady down, now this asshole wants to come forward and help out and uh and stop the nonsense that is incur is 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 happening right now. You know, and it's, uh, it's crazy to me. And I, I didn't really think about the fact that like, all I had to do was make it seem like I would put this lady down and then this guy would step up and come get his drunk ass chick. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, ultimately, no lives were lost, you know, which was good because my wife was ready to handle business. I know 
But, you know, then we did, we bought some drinks, we went in and we watched the show, which was great. Um, but I do want to get into the apology that the guy came back and gave in one second. So we're going to come back in a moment and I'm going to tell you about why this lady was tripping in the first place. So luckily we get through the Beatles without having to have any beatdowns. You know what I mean? My wife didn't have to fight nobody. Um, I, of course, look like a terrible trash husband because... I didn't save the day, so now I'm feeling sensitive. You gotta understand, if you know me in any way, uh, Rui is a soft person. I'm I'm a punk, man. Like some of you know, you know, my mom jokingly calls me little bitch. Like that's a real thing. That's what my mom calls me. Um, it's not a joke. It's real. Um, I don't know why I turned into like Kevin Hart for a second. I don't know why I did that. It's real. Uh, I don't know why I did that. So my bad. Um. Yeah, man, I'm just not the I'm not the manly manly type. So shout outs to um, my homeboy who I was there with, who you know is a is a confident bearded white dude who was just ready to step up. And if he was gonna have to put this bitch down, he was gonna do it because um, she stepped up. So luckily we avoided all that, man, and we got to the show and had a good time. However, before we went into the show, while we were still in line for our drinks, the the woman who was drunk and, and giving my wife a hard time, her her man comes back to talk to us. So he comes back. Essentially to apologize, which to me it clearly indicates he thought he could whoop my ass, but he didn't think he could whoop my boy's ass, who's a, who's a more bigger fit guy than me. So that also bothered me a little bit. But he came to apologize, and here was his reasoning for apologizing. He was there with his lady, and they were supposed to go see Celine Dion. All right, so yes, Celine Dion is not dead. Her and Cher both still alive. I didn't know. Um, but Celine Dion performs in Vegas on the regular. I just thought they had a really good impersonator. Not a thing. Um, she was really there. And she canceled her show that night. So since they canceled Celine Dion that night, the woman who was drunk was so devastated by this that she proceeded to just get shit-faced. And him trying to be a good man, he went and bought some other tickets. Now listen, to go to the Beatles Love Cirque du Soleil, not a cheap night in Vegas. You gotta spend a couple bucks, all right? And uh, he did that, and he you know, tried to make up for Celine Dion canceling. He don't got no control over Celine Dion canceling. Um, but this lady got so drunk and belligerent you know, before she even got to the show um, because she was sad about Celine Dion. Now, here's where I'm going to have to say um, there is no circumstance in which Celine Dion canceling a concert should force a 40 plus. I'm going to guess she was 40. The, the bitch look old. Um, there's no way it should be forcing you to now, you know, have a melt, you had a meltdown because Celine Dion, because you couldn't hear the Titanic theme song, you had a, a meltdown in Las Vegas, are you serious, it's outrageous, you know what I mean, like, I couldn't believe it, and so that was his reasoning, man, he apologized, and he didn't go all the way, you know what I mean, I've seen white people apologize, but then they buy you shit, and he didn't go all the way, he didn't buy us nothing, um, he just apologized on her behalf, you know what I mean, and it got to a point where everyone in our group, we like felt bad for him that that was what he had to deal with. You know what I mean? It was kind of, it's kind of how I feel for parents. Like when I see them in supermarkets and their kids are acting up and I look at them like, damn, you know, you didn't ask for this, you know, you wanted a kid, but you didn't, you didn't ask for this tantrum. You earned it. It's yours. You know, and I feel bad for you. I'm not going to take it off your hands, but you know, that's where we were. So Celine Dion, that's what happened, man. Celine Dion is what caused an entire melt. Literally, this woman almost got her ass beat by my wife and then subsequently by my homeboy 
because Celine Dion. So Celine Dion, you know what? If you if you listen to this, if we ever pop off and Celine Dion, you really catch the uh, My Wife Needs a Break podcast. I just want you to know that you got a lady, almost, and I don't know what her name was, Samantha, Sarah, um, Tiffany, whatever her name was. Um, she almost got her ass beat by my wife and then also by my homeboy. So Celine Dion, stop canceling your shows because people in Vegas can't take it, all right? And also if you're in Vegas, you know, don't take those slushy drinks, those like yard, you know, slushy drinks, like a culotta of alcohol. Don't take that to the head too fast. You know what I mean? Then you get the spins and you show up at, you know, Cirque du Soleil and you almost get beat up. All right. Another reason why my wife needs a break. It's time to get back to some more music. Um, I'm going to play another record here that I'm a big fan of. It's very new. It just came out like I think it's like two, three, four, maybe at most a month. It's been a couple of weeks. I've been playing it nonstop on rotation. Um, it's by a group, Code Green. The song is called Capiche. Um, it's fire, super catchy song. Um, I got to shout out these young guys from Code Green, three guys in the group. Um, I know you're thinking like, you know, groups that are popping right now, Migos, all that kind of stuff. These dudes are in their own lane. They, they got their own vibe. They're, they're super, super cool. And I got to big them up because they are originally from um, my home state of Rhode Island. Now they are um, out of Los Angeles. They moved out to Los Angeles and they've been making big moves. Um, I've had a couple of really good songs that have already been out. You can find them on um, on iTunes and all of that stuff. Um, their EP that was out um, last year, um, Seven Day Trip. Got a lot of great songs on there. This is their new single that's out. Um, it's great, super catchy record. Um, I really like it, and I think these guys are going to go a long way in the music industry. Um, and it's crazy to see one of the group members used to be one of my students when I was in grad school at the University of Rhode Island. And I remember when I first met the kid, man, I just thought, man, this dude is this dude's a troublemaker. This dude's going to get himself into some stuff. And, um, you know, he never did, man. He was a smart dude, and clearly he made all the right moves because he moved to L.A. with his group, and now he's buzzing, and he's making it happen. So, you know what I mean? We're talking in code. Like Capiche right here on My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. Hope y'all like this record. And we'll be back talking about some sports in a minute. Keep it locked. <laughs> man, I really hope you enjoyed that record, man. I'm a big fan of it, man. All of my dogs, they got to eat. That's, that's, a, that's a catchy, catchy record. And speaking of all the dogs, they got to eat. We got to talk about some sports now. Making a quick shift here into some sports talk. Um, Super Bowl coming up very fast um it's, it's just a week away and um those philly boys are some dogs and uh they're ready to try to get after tom brady um and the patriots man being from new england but not being like a diehard pats fan like i respect the pats i respect all of it um new england sports fans are are unique uh, breed of people and um most of my friends are all 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 that you know celtics red sox patriots bruins uh to the core so um those Philly boys got some dogs. They're ready to get after Brady. So I want to do a little bit of talking about the Super Bowl. Um, just my thoughts on um, on everything. And we'll do some uh, NBA um, talk. And then uh, I'm actually going to throw in a little golf at the end, I think. So um, it should be cool, man. So first things first, um, Tom Brady in another Super Bowl, man. This is his eighth, this is eighth Super Bowl appearance. Um, and I'm going to be honest, man. Given predictions, um, I think the Pats are going to take it again. I think Tom's going to win another one. Um, and really solidify himself as um, one of, you know, if not the greatest, definitely like to be discussed as the greatest American sports, like team sports athlete that ever lived. You know what I mean? I think individual sports are different, 
but you know team sports you still got to have people who are transcendent and tom brady is is that you know people hate him um, i live on the west coast now so you know people hate tom brady out here um and i think he's just somebody you got to respect man you got to respect that he's he's been doing this consistently for almost 20 years it's remarkable and um that's even bouncing back from injuries because if you remember I me mean, the guy got hurt early in his career hurt his hurt his knee i believe you know missed time and people said oh you know the patriots still won with guys who are no names but they didn't win like they win with tom man um and that dude is, is legendary and i think he's just going to take this opportunity to really cement himself um as you know potentially you know as, as definitely in my opinion the greatest quarterback that ever played but i think he's getting to that territory where he's going to start getting talked about as one of the greatest athletes and it doesn't mean he had the most impact socially or anything like that i just think he's ultimately going to be one of the greats um but i do think philly's going to put up a fight um and how cool would it be for nick Foles to pull it off and, and win a super bowl coming off the bench you know back in philly after you know they, they, they let him go um and all of that you know it'd be interesting to see what they you know they could probably get a lot from nick Foles after the season if they win the super bowl because they're definitely not going to keep him over carson wentz because you know before wentz went out dude was a, an mvp candidate so the super bowl is going to be a great time i'm really excited about the super bowl um and yeah so my prediction man, i don't know a score but i would say pats win i don't think it's an easy win i think um it comes down to the fourth of course and i think tom tom terrific makes it happen again um but if the eagles win i'd be cool because um i think it's chris long who's uh the defensive end who's played for the pats now plays for them and he donated his whole salary this year um to to great causes man he donated his whole salary um and whether the guy you know came from money because his dad was howie long or not you know that's that's commendable um to for me to see a white athlete do that so big ups to him so if philly wins great if the pats win cool um either way it's going to be fun for me because if the pats win everyone on twitter is going to be mad and if the eagles win i'm gonna get to watch all my friends who are patriots fans be bitter and angry so um that's the super bowl man and uh you know what whatever i didn't even plan on doing this but i'll, I'll give a score um i'll say patriots win uh we'll call it 24 to 14 pats win um that probably won't happen because there'll probably be a couple of field goals in there for the uh, for the Eagles. But we'll say 24-14. Pats win by 10. I think Brady puts it away late in the fourth. I think it's close in the fourth. Brady puts it away. Um, and I think Tom wins another one and does not retire. I think he keeps playing. So that's my prediction on the Super Bowl. Next, we're going to jump into some NBA and top it off um, with a little, um, little golf talk. But, yeah, that's the Super Bowl coming up. Definitely got to check it out. Commercials or whatever. Justin Timberlake at halftime. That means people are happy. Um, I'm all in it for the pizza and the wings. My diet's going on a break for sure during the Super Bowl. So 24-14 Pats. That's my prediction. What do I know? I'm just a dude with a communications degree from a college and uh, who works in higher ed and tells jokes on the side for fun. So, I mean, I ain't a sports analyst. 24-14 Pats. My wife needs a break. The podcast continuing on here. Um, to another topic that my wife definitely is sick of me talking about and never wants to hear me talk about, the National Basketball Association, the NBA. That is correct. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of talking about the NBA now. Um, big thing right now, uh, everyone's pushing the panic button on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Same story every year. Cavs hit a bump in the road. This year, the button's been pushed a little bit stronger, you know, with Kyrie moving on to the Celtics and everything. But this happens every season with the Cavs, man. They hit these weird mid-season lulls. Everyone's like, oh, it's not going to happen. Somebody from the East is going to take LeBron and them boys down. And somehow every June, we're in the same situation we've been in for the last seven, eight years where LeBron is in the championship again. And even though he might not win it every year, he always got a shot. 
he's always in the mix to, to at least get to the finals. So um, everyone's kind of pushing the panic button. And I'm not going to lie, most years I don't even pay attention to basketball. I watch every game, but I don't take nothing serious until like March or April when the playoffs roll around. But right now, I 100% believe the Cavs definitely got to make a trade. They got to make a move. And I'm not going to lie, I think Isaiah Thomas is the dude that might need to go. I don't think he fits um, with what they're doing. Um, they're already not a great defensive team, and um, he ain't helping them in any way with that. You know what I mean? And he's still hurt, so he ain't getting them the buckets that he, he could. But I think if you're going to let somebody go to pick up pieces, he might be somebody you let go. Um, you know, Shump, too. I mean, I like Shumpert, but he ain't really putting out. Uh, earlier this week, uh, J.R. Smith was shooting like the old J.R. Smith, so he clearly knows he's on the block, too, to get traded. So, you know, is that um, the other thing I got to say, too, I'm a big Dwayne Wade fan. But, you know, maybe D Wade's not that good in the locker room outside of Miami, because when he was in, in Chicago, that whole team imploded. And I felt like he was not helping the situation. And now he's back with Brown in Cleveland. And somehow these dudes are, are blowing up, you know, as well. Um, it ain't on Kevin Love, in my opinion. I think Kevin Love, he's an all star. He's doing a great job um, as best he can with the situation he's got. But in my opinion, no matter what, Cleveland and them boys are coming out the east. Maybe Boston could push him to seven, but I think in the playoffs, LeBron's another switch and we make it happen. Um, that's also me being full disclosure. I'm team LeBron all day. Um, I've been a, a LeBron fan since I was, you know, I was in high school and he was in high school and he was going to go to the league and I just thought dude was amazing. So um, I've been supporting LeBron from the jump. So I'm going to keep rock, rocking with LeBron and uh, hopefully he figures out how to win in the championship. But guys always in the mix. Um, speaking of Team LeBron, the All-Star game's coming up. They got Team LeBron versus Team Stefan. Um, I'm excited about this new format. I think it's going to be cool to see guys play together that normally don't play together. Um, I definitely think out of the draft that they did, LeBron's team definitely won. Um, not to waste a lot of time, but to give you a rundown, um, LeBron's got LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal. Um, DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. They replaced him with Paul George. He's got Anthony Davis. He's got Durant. He's got Kyrie, Kev Love. He's got Oladipo, who's been balling. He's got the unicorn, Porzingis. He got John Wall, who's like literally second fastest end-to-end to only Russell Westbrook, who's the next guy I'm going to say who's on Bron's team. Um, I think, you know, you, you take, you know, Boogie Cousins got hurt. You throw Russell in the lineup, and you got a lineup where it's literally Russ could play the one. You let Kyrie play off the ball at the two if you want. You got LeBron, then Durant, then Anthony Davis. That's a bomb squad. Um... And Steph has a good team, but I just don't think he got the firepower that if it's, if these dudes take it serious at all, LeBron's team should mop Steph's team. Um, unless Steph's team gets real hot, and he could because he got a lot of three, he got some three point shooters on the team. Um, but you know he's got Giannis, he's got Jimmy Butler, DeRozan, he's got Embiid, who I love Embiid, he's hilarious. He's got Draymond, who everyone loves to hate. Um, he's got you know the beard. Harden is a monster, so you know James could go off and make it happen. He's got Al Horford. He's got Dame Lillard, who um, you know Russell Westbrook basically said only got in because he'd be whining. So that'll be interesting to see Russ put him in a body bag. Um, <laughs> they got Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson, and then Carl Anthony Towns. Shout out to the Dominicans. You already know Carl um, Anthony Towns and Al Horford. So reasonably, I should be on Team Steph, but I'm not rocking with it um, at all. Let's go Team LeBron on that one. We'll get back to that in a future podcast. I do want to wrap up here with the sports by saying that uh, Tiger Woods is still a force, man. I live in San Diego. The PGA Tour is here for the Farmers um, Insurance thing they got going on. And he, he shut down traffic. Tiger Woods single-handedly made me late for a restaurant week dinner this week because traffic was outrageous. I saw a Goodyear blimp in person above my head for the first time ever. So I just want to say, man, while all the sports is going on, Tiger Woods still pulling. He's probably pulling chicks and all that, but 
we're here. My wife needs a break. The podcast, and now is our sports time for the day. Keep it locked. We got some more things coming soon. My wife needs a break. The podcast continuing on with our playlist of music for the day. Um, we got a couple more songs to go. This third song today I want to play um, is just um, blowing up. Um, it's a monster record. Um, most streams on Apple Music in a single day. Most streams on Spotify in a single day. Um, it's Drake, God's Plan. Um, this dude just makes these like catchy records that like people latch on to and, and just like undeniable and they just become hits, man. And um, maybe it's the machine. Maybe he is a machine. I don't know. But um, the guy keeps doing it um, somehow, man. And um, people don't like him. You know, a lot of people don't like him at all. Some people like him a little bit. Um, I'm a fan. I like Drake. I think his music's fun. Um, I don't know if it's if it's timeless. I don't think it's ever timeless, which I think is one of the, you know, as far as, as, far as like, you know, greatest artists to be around. I think maybe it's not always as timeless. I think as of late, some of his music's been a little bit more like you could read the replay value has been a little bit higher. But when it drops, man, it's undeniable heat. And um, for that time frame, for that moment, it's great. So I'm going to throw it to something that you're probably tired of hearing, but um, it's, a, it's a big record. And I feel like since I was just talking about LeBron and, and sports in the last uh, segment, especially the NBA, Drake is, you know, fully entrenched in the NBA with, with his ties to the Toronto Raptors. And um, so I think it's, it's only right to play um, a little bit of Drake. And, um, you know, this guy, he ain't missed yet, man. He keeps on showing up just like LeBron just keeps on popping up. And uh, we'll see. But this is a hot record. We'll see what this leads to um, again right here on the My Wife Needs a Break podcast. God's Plan by Drake. Check it out. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Drake, man, he's he's the funniest light-skinned guy in the game for sure, man. He's the most lovey-dovey, wants a girl, got a closet full of Birkin bags. He's waiting to give somebody, but he's going to lie and say he only loves his bed and his mama. He's sorry. He's a funny guy, man. Hope you enjoyed that record, God's Plan by Drake. Um, and uh, moving on, um, who knows if it's God's plan, but I'm going to keep on telling these jokes. <laughs> and hoping at some point uh, things pop, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep that grind going. So right now, I mentioned earlier in the show um, on the podcast here that I'm gonna talk about um, my comedy journey a little bit and what I'm working on. So just want to touch on that a little bit now. Um, currently, right now with stand up comedy, things have been going pretty well. Um, so if you know me at all, and I'll, I'll give you the breakdown. If you don't, and it's like you know you're just learning about me through this podcast. I moved from Rhode Island where I'd been doing stand-up comedy um, for about a year and a half, um, almost two years before I moved. And then I moved to San Diego, California um, for my job. And when I moved, um, it was like starting at ground zero again, man. I, I had no contacts. I knew nobody. Um, and it was basically me finding Facebook groups that told me where open mics were so that I could start going to open mics and starting that grind. And um, I would say the next year from when I got here, was the slowest I ever had in comedy and probably the times that the most times that I thought like damn like maybe I shouldn't do this anymore or maybe uh, this isn't the thing um but I kept plugging away and every time I got a chance to go back east for vacation or anything and I'd do a show um I'd have people tell me you're getting better and so those moments of people telling me I was getting better was like stick to the mics even if no one's there keep working keep grinding and that's what I've been doing and um the one thing that's been really great that's happened recently is um, I got into um, San Diego's Funniest Person Contest. It's the seventh, an seventh annual contest at the Madhouse Comedy Club downtown in San Diego. Um, and um, I've been a part of that contest now 
um, for a little bit of time. Um, it started with about 120 comics. We're in this, we're about to be in the semifinals. We're down to about 16 comedians left, and I'm one of those 16 comics. So I've gotten through three rounds of this contest, um, and I'm getting towards um, the home stretch here. So that's a big a big thing for me. I'm really excited and proud to say that I stuck to it and I'm grinding. And the other thing is whether each of my sets um, has been great or not. The first round was like seven minutes, then we had eight, and then we had nine. Um, basically every show I've done a whole different set, which for me has been a good way to practice material. Um, it's been a good way to practice managing my material, trying to figure out how to arrange some things, um, trying some new stuff. Um, and it's really been a good experience and I've been learning a lot. So I'm hoping that um, I can move on to the next round. Later in the show, I'll talk about dates and stuff um, for anyone who's interested if you're in the area. But um, that contest has really been a way for me to enter into, the, into it a little bit more. Another cool show I just had actually at my job um, my coworker was cool enough. He plans all of our large-scale events for the for the students here. I work at a college, and uh, we brought in a comedian, and I got to open and host for him. So I just want to give a big shout out to Johnny Beaner, um, out of L.A. originally, um, out of the Midwest. And Johnny was hilarious. He was one of the last comedians to ever perform on Late Night with David Letterman, and he gave me a lot of gems and was a super funny, cool guy. Um, and and just, it was nice to talk shop and chop it up with Johnny, and the students loved him. He crushed like 45 minutes and just had him in stitches the whole time so big shout outs to him uh one thing i've been doing that's been trying to, i've been trying to improve on is um writing and just also just learning the, the comedy game and i gotta give a big shout out um back east um out of uh, connecticut pat oates man i've never met pat oates in person we're friendly on social media and he's collaborated and worked with a lot of my good friends and mentors in comedy um, and Pat, he puts um, a great podcast out, by the way. Pat Oates is Sad is, is an awesome podcast. But on top of that, he does these um, Laugh Staff articles where he just talks about stand-up and comedy. And, and I've been taking little things from him um, to really just, like, improve what I'm doing, man. And I just got to say that from reading his articles and, and also to his podcast is really part of what pushed me to just start, just jump in and do my podcast and, like, stop bullshitting and, and get to it. So... Big shout outs to Pat Oates, you know, reading his articles and in conjunction with like watching Gary V on Instagram um, really pushed me to say, you know what, I got to do this. And also the fact that my wife legitimately does need a break from me bothering her and shit. And um, she's my manager and she was like, you know what, you need to do more stuff, man. And I think that was her way of being like, leave me the fuck alone. Um, so through that, I've been doing that. So here we are. Um, with this first podcast and uh, we're almost wrapping up the show coming up next i'm gonna talk about what's the next song we're gonna play and then we'll uh, wrap things up but i appreciate you listening to me about my comedy journey and i hope you're enjoying enjoying this first episode of the my wife needs a break podcast right here live Rui coming at you and so thinking about my comedy journey and also thinking about just life in general um i think the new the next song i'm gonna play man really it hits me in the chest, man. I'm going to explain it why to you on the next song we're going to play right here. It's called Soul Food. It's by Fabulous and Jada Kiss um, off their recent collaboration album. Um, the reason I want to play this record is really for one line that Fabulous said in the song that just hit me in the chest. Um, he said the goal wasn't to live middle class and buy Camrys. The goal wasn't to live middle class and buy Camrys. And I'm like, you know. It made me feel how when Kanye had the record where he said, what you think I rap for to push a fucking rap for? And I have a rap for and just the way it just rappers just be fucking hurting me, man. Um, but it's, it's a real thing, man. Like, and I think to me, that's it's motivational because I do live in a position now where um, coming from a situation growing up that I didn't have money. 
um, you know, where my my parents are immigrants. My wife comes from a similar background where her parents grinded and struggled just to get to a point where they could be, um, you know, in a good position. And we both come from backgrounds where we don't have a lot um, to now be in a position where I have a job that essentially makes me middle class and puts me in a, in a bracket where I can buy a Camry. Um, but I don't know if that's the goal. Right. Maybe there's more that I want. And um, maybe someday comedy will get me there. Maybe it won't. We'll find out. Um, maybe my career will get me further than that. I don't know. Um, but I just think that that line, um, when I heard that line from Fab, man, it just, it was, it was wild, man. The goal wasn't to live middle class and buy Camrys. That's what I'm going to name this segment um, as we lead into this record. Also, it's just, a, it's a hot record. It's real rap. Um, Fab is, 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 to me, Fab is a timeless artist who has managed to seamlessly continue doing this. And Jada's making big moves um, to kind of like stay current and important to the game. Um, which is crazy because growing up, those guys are are like, you know, legends in the game. And to see them still have an influence um, is pretty dope. So here it is right here. Soul Foods by Fab and Jada. Um, we're going to play this record. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up the first episode of the My Wife Needs a Break podcast. I hope if you're still listening that you're having a good time checking me out and um, more to come for sure. But right here, we got some soul food coming at you from Fabulous and Jada Kiss. Check it out. All right, man, that's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's the first episode of the My Wife Needs a Break podcast um, brought to you here by Rui, man. Hashtag Rui Comedy. Rui Montia coming to you. Um, thanks to Anchor, the Anchor app, man. Anchor.fm. That's what's up. So we got this whole episode done. Um, we're going to take all these pieces, put it together and get it out there to all of you. So I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. Hope you like the music. I hope you like the topics we talked about. Um, follow me on social media. Um, you can find me, you know, on Twitter and Instagram. It's just my name, Rui Montia. Um, you can hit me up right there. You can use the hashtag, hashtag Rui Comedy. Um, that'll get you to me as well. Um, you can go to my website to check out any upcoming shows I've got. Um, RuiComedy.com. Um, my next upcoming show is either going to be February um, 5th or the 12th. That'll be the semifinals of San Diego's Funniest Person at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Um, I'll have the date for sure after Monday once they wrap up um, the last uh, session of the quarterfinals. We should have our date soon. Um, so please, you know, look out for that. Um, and yeah, man, hit me up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. My name is my name. It's pretty clear, man. Rui Montillo on all forms of social media. Check me out. Always use the hashtag Rui Comedy. Um, and I look forward to, to catching up with all y'all and, and throwing out some more info. Uh, for episode two, which should be coming soon. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. it. It was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you to listen. Um, we're going to ride out here. We're going to play one more song to leave. That's how we do it. Back to my radio days. And again, that's the format I want to use. So we're going to go here. Um, final song is going to be Kendrick Lamar um, and SZA. All the stars. Um, it's off the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, I know everybody's already been buying their tickets to go see Black Panther. I haven't yet, but... Um, I know I'll be going to see it. I'm real excited about the movie. Um, and this is a, a, a dope record associated with that. Kendrick hasn't been missing in a long time. And SZA, um, great artist as well. So we're going to wrap up the show there. All the stars. That'll be the last song we play. Um, and tune in next time. Really appreciate it. This will be going up on all forms of my social media soon. So hopefully um, after clicking on it and listening to it, you hear this and think to yourself, when's the next one? All right. Um, Regardless, you just need to remember, I'm here for one reason, because my wife needs a break. <laughs>